Instagram, or Facebook. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3. On the FM dial, we take you up until noon. Tom Kakert coming up in about 20 minutes on the Hawks. Claxon's Barbecue still to come at about 11.45. Right now, he's Dave Sproul. He covers Iowa State, K, amongst other things he does at KASI, I might add. 14.30 on the AM dial. Of course, that is where Iowa State plays in Story County. Hello, Dave Sproul. How are you? I just hit the wrong button. Trace. Oh, no. We'll get him back. Yeah, I'll, I'll get used to these things one of these days. I kicked uh, off instead of on. So apologies to Dave Sproul for that. Uh, we do know some of the uh, schedules. We haven't even talked about this. It's, um, it's, I'm not catching anybody off guard. Iowa, Iowa State, the game's the state's biggest game is a 2.30 kick, and it gets ABC treatment. ABC 2.30 in the afternoon. I saw Chris Williams, who's uh, obviously really... Um, you know, in tune with what's going on. He said that a source told him that game day will not be here for our state's biggest game. So, uh, but there is a possibility, if there, I guess, I think he worded it, if there is a possibility uh, that they will, uh, game day will make its way to Ames, that game, that day would be the Texas game, uh, which comes up in November. So we'll see if Chris is uh, right about that. Like it would be, um, It'd be a stretch in some respects. Yes, it's a big game. Yes, it's two ranked teams. Yes, it's not the. Uh, There's certainly one. It's one of the bigger games on September 11th, so it checks a lot of boxes. Uh, but it doesn't sound as though ESPN and the crew will be here for that one. Let's get Dave Sproul back in here. Dave, uh, Trent, and Ken, my apologies. How are you? Oh, that, that was on me, guys. Well, that uh, was on you. Yep, yep. Thanks for okay. your patience. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought it was me hitting the wrong button. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I'm still learning this whole phone thing. It's all new to me. I'm with you. So let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, the the Cyhawk game, two thirty in the afternoon. Uh, I I think that that if um, if Jamie Pollard and the folks at Iowa State had their way, well, let me ask you: Would they prefer Would they prefer it as a day game instead of getting that uh, the crowd and everybody that's there that doesn't have a ticket that just wants to tailgate and be a part of that atmosphere and soak it all in? Um, I think that they would rather have this in the afternoon as far as uh, opposed to an entire day of tailgating prior to that game. Well, for one thing, unlike Oklahoma, you probably won't hear Iowa State whining about uh, the time. Well, that's so embarrassing. Like I agree. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think most programs would probably prefer to have a primetime game, especially if it's going to be on ABC as opposed to ESPN or another cable channel. But 2.30 is a pretty good spot. I mean, that's that's a really prime spot. I think the SEC kind of set that template with its partnership with CBS to get kickoff times right around there as you know major uh, draws for a television audience. I think the, the primetime game still probably get the biggest TV audiences, and you're going to get a huge crowd on hand and all those tailgaters you mentioned no matter what time of day. This game kicks off. Now, for my money, 2.30 is the perfect kickoff time because it's not too early in the morning, mm-hmm. not too late at night by the time the game is done. I think it's great personally, but that's just me. But I think from a viewership perspective, you'd probably be at least a little better off getting uh, a primetime slot that uh, Iowa State-Oklahoma game drew a lot of, of viewers in primetime on ABC last fall in Jack Christ Stadium. 
and I'm sure this one would probably get a lot of eyeballs too, no matter what time you put it on. But 2.30 is certainly not a bad place to be by any means. Under the lights, there's always concerns that come with it, and certainly in a rivalry game. Now, we've seen it come off in the past, and, and it works, but after what happened two years ago with the band leaving the field mm-hmm. and what that turned into, mm-hmm. if there was a preference given to Jamie Pollard, what if they said you can have the 2.30 spot or 7.30 on Fox Sports 1, do you think maybe the preference for Iowa State in that athletic department said, let's just do it the middle of the afternoon. Let, let's do it there. Maybe we'll find a game later in the season to put under the lights. Yeah, so so in that situation, you're talking about trading up. You're you're getting a day game, but you're on national broadcast television as opposed to a primetime game on cable. And I know it feels like pretty much everybody has cable or, or a streaming service at, at the moment, but you know, tour, TV viewership is kind of going down across the board, mm-hmm. with the exception of live sports. And you know, you don't have to pay anything to get the ABC channel. You know, on your TV, you just need an antenna. So. Those games, again, they bring a broader audience. And probably, yeah, of that scenario, 2.30 on a broadcast national television is probably better than a primetime on a cable channel. Uh, ESPN Plus gets the uh, lid lifter for Iowa State. You and I and Iowa State will play on ESPN Plus. That's also a 2.30 game. I know that there was a lot of uh, beefing. I'll use that word instead of the other B word. Um, <laughs> when when uh, the Big 12 went to the ESPN Plus model, um, I, I think for the most part, well, people are used to that now, Dave. They've seen a lot of basketball games, a lot of conference basketball games. I'm not sure how many Big 12 schools will have to have a game on ESPN+. Plus. I'm assuming Iowa State is the only one. Uh, but ESPN+, Plus uh, with the UNI game, uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I understand where people are coming from when they complain about having to buy another subscription tier to be able to watch some of these games. But at the same time, back even 10 years ago there was no guarantee and this is regardless of how good Iowa State was really at that point uh there's no guarantee you're going to get television coverage for every game now you're going to get some kind of coverage for every game you're going to have a game available in every home in the country to whatever customer is willing to pay for it whereas as recently as maybe 10 15 years ago that wasn't a problem because I think it's been about 10 years now since Cyclones TV8 made its debut and made those games available. Well, now ESPN Plus has all that stuff that was on Cyclones TV, and it's cheaper by the month to get ESPN Plus. So I think, you know, on the whole, this is a good thing because it does give you more exposure, and we kind of have short memory, so we forget the days when... Wasn't that long ago, you're right. Iowa State, yeah. yeah, Iowa State, you know, would have some games that you couldn't watch on TV under any uh, circumstance, no matter what you subscribed right. to or what service you had. So... You know, you got to take kind of the long-term view on that. Also, by the way, remember ESPN is paying you a boatload of right. money to do that. No, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> and it's not like this is brand new, right? If you if you watched Iowa State, if you're a fan of the basketball, if you're a fan of Iowa State athletics, you know, there's a lot of women's games on there, women's basketball, uh, a handful of uh, Big 12 men's games on there throughout the season. I think uh, we're used to it. Uh, we're also starting to get used, I guess, to uh, Iowa State also being part of the Black Friday college football landscape. The TCU-Iowa State game has moved, uh, and that will be in the middle of the afternoon. 
Do you think that the, were the powers that be in Ames surprised that the game was moved? Um, I wonder what kind of notice they got on that, Dave. I'd like to know the answer to that question. You know, what, when the, before the schedule was actually released, was you know um, how much were they involved, if at all, in the decision, or the way they just told that we're going to move your game against TCU to Black Friday? Uh, so they're part of the landscape. I think it's good. I do. It's a, it's a it's a fun day of college football, and Iowa State is going to be a part of it with a home game. Yeah, and, and I would imagine if you ask Amy Pollard, this is the kind of question that he's really pretty uh, transparent about if you ask him about relations and how these things work between the Big 12 and its schools, as well as the, the TV partners and how they work this all out. And it's not always just a matter of the TV networks and partners dictating to the schools and the conferences, although it feels that way sometimes. And Again, if you're Oklahoma, it certainly feels that way. Uh, but at the same time, there is some back and forth, and Iowa State you know, probably does get some feedback. The Big 12 gives some feedback. Ultimately, the final decision is probably going to be whatever the network partners want it to be, and the ESPN or the Fox people and the Big 12 people decided this is probably the best case to showcase Iowa State TCU on a Friday. And then that frees up you know, the Saturday schedule a little bit to get some of those other Big 12 games. It's the, that's the last weekend of the regular mm-hmm. season, keep in mind. So there's going to be some big games going on that weekend, and then that frees up the TV schedule for Saturdays to get more Big 12 games probably in more prominent slots. So kind of it's a, it's a win-win all the way around. And it probably shows a little confidence in Iowa State, maybe even in TCU a little bit, too, and that Iowa State is probably going to be a draw at that point in the season to be on either Fox Broadcast Network or their primary cable channel. Something kind of wild. Just looking at the schedule, and I've taken a look at it, I don't know, hundreds of times already this year. After the first two, though, you have three of the next four on the road, UNLV, Baylor, Kansas State, the road games, the home game, Kansas. And then you look later in the season, the final five games, three of the first four are on the road again, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma. The way it sets up, on the on paper, yeah, they're a lot better than West Virginia and Texas Tech and K-State and Baylor. But that's a lot of road games yeah. to pile in there. There, I don't know, looking at it, the schedule all of a sudden became more concerning, just kind of seeing that little nugget. Two separate times, you got three out of four on the road. Yeah, and now that first stretch for three or four on the road, keep in mind there is a two-week gap there between the game, the home game in Kansas against Kansas on the second and the right. game at Kansas State mm-hmm. on the 16th. So it probably won't feel quite the same as a traditional, you know, three games in a four-week stretch. But at the end of the season there, we're talking about going to West Virginia, back home against Texas, then you go to Texas Tech, you go to Oklahoma. So you got your two longest road trips of the season there with West Virginia and Texas Tech sandwiching a home game with the Longhorns. And then you got to go on the road and play your toughest opponent of the regular season in all likelihood. So that, that is going to be a potentially brutal stretch for Iowa State. Yeah, that's interesting. So, th- so this is the year. Then it's a an odd number year that they get four Big Twelve teams at home and five on the road, right? Yeah, this has got to be one of those years. Yep. Uh, that they. Yeah, that's that. how they set it up when 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 the Big Twelve, you know, shrunk down to ten teams, and Jamie Pollard lobbied to have this set up to get, you know, the four home games on the Big mm-hmm. Twelve schedule during the years they play Iowa at home. Uh, Dave, airplanes are packed headed to Las Vegas. We know that. We've seen uh, the, the price of tickets trying to get out of Des Moines and then back to Des Moines. The, the tricky part was getting back if you wanted to get back on Sunday. I mean, you can always, if you're flexible enough, you can always get out there maybe earlier than you would have originally wanted, but at least you can, at, at least was this was the case a couple of weeks ago at a decent price, but then the return flight, a 9.30 kickoff locally, game gets over at about mm, 12.31 o'clock, somewhere in that 
that area. And then charter flights, and I know there's a couple of them. Um, they usually leave first thing in the morning. Allegiant Stadium is going to be open to full capacity, we would assume. I know that Clark County, where the uh, Vegas is located in, I think it's the first week of June that they throw everything open. It's back to pre-pandemic levels. And there was a concern at least early when tickets went on sale that Iowa State might not be able to get the full allotment of all the fans that want to get there. There might not be uh, the capacity might not match up as far as Clark County. But that is changing, Dave Sproul. How many Cyclone fans will be there? Uh, maybe they might rival the number of UNLV fans. Oh, I, I bet they UNLV will. is not expected to be very yeah. good, yeah. And I, I don't get the sense and you know, obviously I'm not, I don't live in Las Vegas and I don't follow UNLV for a living, so I don't have a sense of what their fan base is like, but I don't get the sense that it is mm-hmm. at the same level as you would find for a Power 5 team, especially the way Iowa State is right now, uh, the fan support they're getting. Plus, you get a trip to a fun destination uh, and an NFL, a new NFL stadium. Yep. Uh, everything kind of works out really nice for Iowa State fans to get this road trip in at this time because it's a game they should win, game the fans should have a lot of fun at, and they'll have plenty of time for gambling and whatever else you want to do in vegas because we all know it's 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 a city that never sleeps i know right. it's the song about new york but las vegas is probably even more that because they, they don't put clocks in the casinos. Nope. they want you there all the time nope. time is not a factor when you're in las vegas so just stay up the whole time and you know go to the game go to the, hit the casino the sports book the buffet whatever and then hit your flight home uh, you'll probably have a good time dave sprout going to be there i wish i i I'm going to give it a 98% chance that I won't. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll leave that 2% open just in case some kind of miracle comes up. Never know. Yeah, you never know. We'll see. Dave Sproul was a fun day yesterday as we get a little kickoff times, a little nugget uh, thrown our way uh, as we start to, um, you know, it starts to feel like it's getting closer. At least that's where it feels like from this seat. Dave Sproul, have a good weekend. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you, Dave Sproul. My pleasure as always. Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, KASI, 1430 on the AM dial uh, in Story County. Yeah, that. Uh, so it's a short week, Oklahoma, and then six days to TCU. So you go to Norman, come home, Black Friday, three, what did I see? Is it three or 3.30, depending if it goes Fox or FS1? 2.30 our time. 2.30 our time? It's, a, it's Fox or FS1, but the time is locked, 2.30. Okay. Good. So I would play what time? One or one thirty? Twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. BTN. Good. Got those weird kickoff times that they have on. So did BTN snag that one? Remember they did last year. It's BTN. Yes, BTN. Has no, I mean that one today again. because I would have thought that it, it, that hasn't come out. You gotcha. know, where selections? You know, as, uh, as Chad Lysikow tweeted out yesterday when someone asked him the question, I defer all TV scheduling questions to Scott Dockerman. Absolutely, it's a good place to be, and we will as well. And uh-huh. the good, the fortunate thing for us is we have him normally every Monday, but this week it'll be Tuesday. Uh, when Doc joins us, so we'll put that on the list of questions for Scott Dockerman. We got more Hawkeye talk coming up, though. Before Doc, it's Tom, uh, Kaker. Tom Kaker. He's next. Before we get to Tom Kaker, time for this is our final opportunity uh, for a thousand dollar home run. This contest ends today. KXNO.com. You know the drill. Pop up box will appear. Once it does, enter the keyword sports. Sports at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Tom Kakert on Iowa, their schedule, 
and some of the other issues uh, over in Iowa City. We will talk to Tom next. Claxon's Barbecue in 25 minutes. Miller and Condon till noon. 1460 KXNO 106.0. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on One for podcasting. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team. And it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. Heart Media. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live local sports. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. And welcome back. Just past, well, it's 27 minutes after the hour of 11 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. 20 minutes. We'll give four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. Before that, Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com, joins the program. Hello, Tom Cakert. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Doing well. Uh, looking forward to a long weekend. I think I speak for most people in the listening audience and certainly the two that have the microphones in front of them, uh, as I'm sure you are as well, Tom. So uh, before we get into the football and what we learned yesterday, have you heard anything as far as the um, what I would anticipate is uh, an investigation of some sort into what happened with Jordan Bohannon uh, at the bar when he was uh, when he was um, sucker punched, if you want to call it that. Certainly uh, knocked out, seemingly, and what may have happened uh, afterwards when he was on the ground. There's certainly a ton of rumors out there as to what started it. I don't want to get into that, but uh, we saw what the result was. I'm surprised we haven't seen anything yet, Tom. Uh, Trent disagrees. He thinks they're taking their time, and I get that. Uh, but it's been six days. Are you surprised? A little bit. I would have thought that they would have probably uh, charged whoever it was with assault if if Jordan's going to press charges. Right. I don't know if he's, you know, maybe that's part of the deal is Jordan doesn't want to press charges or he's not interested in doing that. But, uh, yeah, there's I mean, there's just so many rumors about what, what was going on that led up to it mm-hmm. even before the video starts and, um, you know, the videotape. It's murky there, but obviously it looks like Jordan got sucker punched from behind, and um, and he was 
you know, you can see him in the background of their videotaping, and you can also see him on the ground, and he's mm-hmm. obviously been knocked down and, and uh, uh, is injured. So, you know, th- those are what we know right now. It's one of those things that you just kind of have to wait and see, but I'm going to guess inside the athletic department, not just with the basketball program, but in general, this is going to be used. This is something, especially with summer here, Tom, we've been through those summers where it felt like every weekend there was two, three, four guys getting popped yeah. you know, from Apollo to an OWI to whatever it turns out Mopeds to be. Mopeds were, yes. for whatever reason, involved. Yes, it, we have those kind of stories. I'm going to guess, though, that every coach is using this and saying, yeah. hey, let's be smart this summer. That's a great point. Yeah, I would think so. Um, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, the other thing that, that I know a lot of people have kind of said to me is boy the drama just seems to follow jordan wherever he goes doesn't it and i was like yeah you know what you're right it does you know with the nil stuff and Mm -hmm. just just anything it just seems like jordan is kind of a magnet to to something going on and obviously this is bad and feel bad for him because you know he, he didn't deserve to get get hit like that either um um but it's just the unwanted headline, mm-hmm. I think, is the, what you would want, what a coach would say. Well, the headline we were all looking forward to, we got yesterday, Tom, and that was kickoff times for. I'm, I'm, I mean, I was seven of their kickoff times were released. One that's um, not, wasn't released and is the Penn State game, which I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that that game is under the lights at Kinnick. Might there be another night game, Tom, uh, or in this case, the night game uh, at the University of Iowa this year because they have not scheduled one in prime time. Will there be one? And if there is, is is it Penn State? What are you hearing, if anything? Yeah, I would guess if there's going to be one, it's going to be that one. And I, I think that makes sense. It's probably the most high-profile game uh at home this year for Iowa so it would make sense that they would want to try and put that one in a uh you know nighttime spot um you know I don't know which network's going to take it that's the question um and it depends on how both teams are doing mm-hmm. and uh otherwise it might end up being a BTN game uh we do get an, a road night game with yep. uh, Maryland that was announced and that's interesting on the Friday night so uh we will get one, but it's uh, on the road, and that's going to be a little different too. So, what is does this factor into things? Since you mentioned that, Tom's a great point because they play Friday at night, and then their next game is against Penn State. Would there be something there that would prevent them from having back to back prime games? Is that look not down upon? Uh, but would, will that come into the decision making process? Do you think? I don't think so. I you know I I, I think the the players like it. Um, I think. You know, if you're being progressive with things too, you'd make that, uh, that Penn State game a night game and have, you know, kind of your traditional alternate jersey mm-hmm. game for that one too. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it makes sense to kind of jazz that one up a little bit more than, uh, than you normally would. Well, it has been announced Iowa Penn State as a Fox game or FS1. Remember, baseball playoffs will be going oh, on at that time. Sure. So going to guess That's that under right. the lights yes. might be a little more difficult to pull that one That's off. That's right. Yeah, because we'll have – how far will we, be, will we be in baseball playoffs by that That'll point? be the division series. Yeah. I was just looking at the, the schedule earlier today. That'll be division series time. Mm-hmm. But even at that point, 
Yep. Yankees against whoever probably will have that Fox <laughs> seven o'clock uh, first pitch for that one. I'm gonna guess. So Yankees, that means Red Sox. Yes, Yankees Red Sox. There we go. Put the Gophers under the lights. Let's play a November night game. Did it a few years I'm back. In. Yeah, yeah. Had the blackout. It was all right. The start times are fun. The craziest one to me though is as different as TV schedules have changed and evolved, and you just never know. Even when you think you know, homecoming is an 11 a.m. kickoff Central mm-hmm. Time. Not this year. It doesn't change. It's 2.30, so what's the justification there? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's always been 11 a.m., but uh, uh, you know, I like 2.30 starts a mm-hmm. little bit just because, you, you know, um, uh, I just kind of enjoy kind of leisurely getting to Kinnick instead of having to get up <laughs> at the crack dawn. Right. And, um, uh, and I think the fans appreciate 2.30 starts because that uh, – that gives them the ability to uh, to uh, celebrate a little bit more mm-hmm. before the game or enjoy things before the you. game. I know Trent mm-hmm. Trent might participate in some of those activities. Absolutely, yeah, imbibing. Uh, I think is the word. <laughs> right? yeah, I think that is it. Yes, yes. I've heard that. I've heard that happens. Uh, Tom, uh, the over under numbers have come out into across college football. I don't think we thought we brought this up last time we spoke. Uh, eight and a half, right, Trent? That at, uh, at DraftKings mm-hmm. is the yes. number for the Hawks. I know that you like to not imbibe on. Well, maybe you do on. on uh, I know you like to gamble. Well, I well I do both those. Things. Absolutely, yeah. doesn't make you a bad person in my book. In fact, it moves you up. So. <laughs> eight, eight and a half, Tom. What do you think? Is that is it a good number? Uh, will it, if you're looking to get equal action on both sides, does eight and a half make sense? We were discussing this on the podcast this week and went through the schedule, and I'm like, I was going to be favored in ten games this year. Um, no, going to be favored. Iowa State and uh, at Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin, yeah, at Wisconsin. Yep. Every other game they're favored right now, at least mm-hmm. at this moment. So I think it's a I think you go, and you know, uh, following the the Trent Condon rule, that Iowa will uh, will screw up one game and yes. and, uh, and and not win a game that they should have won, should win. Um, so you go with nine, and you say, okay, I'll cash mm-hmm. cash with eight and a half. So take the over. Yeah, that's uh, known as the Northwestern or Purdue theory here in recent years is, yeah. is a part of that. That seems to go into it every single year. The eight and a half number, I, I think, is fair. I like this team. I like everything about this team except for mm. one position. What? It's not an important position, though, is it? Left guard? No, not left guard. Uh-huh. Not Long snapper? Kicker, not so much. Okay. It's the quarterback oh. position. Spencer Peters. Yeah. It was a weird year. So... I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. For our conversation here today, it'll change next week. But for today, (laughs) give him the benefit of the doubt. He improves. He makes big strides. How good can this team be? Is it that with the good Spencer Petras, they should be the runaway favorite in the West? Mm, Boy, that's a great question. I honestly think as Petras is, there are three big questions for this Iowa football team this year. I think, and they're the three most important questions for any Iowa football team. How good is the defensive line? Yeah. How good is the offensive line? And is the quarterback play just okay? Is it competent? Mm-hmm. Is it mistake? You know, not making big mistakes, um, managing the game. If the offensive line is as good as it played last year and they can average four and a half yards a carry, if the defensive line can give you you know, two and a half sacks a game on average, which gets you to about 30-ish for the season. Um, 
their back end, their back seven's great this year. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. on defense, really good. I mean, as good as there is in the Big Ten, I think. And um, you know that they've got the skill position guys. Um, you know, you got the first team All Big Ten running back back. You've got I think Tyrone Tracy's going to take a star turn this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Laporta's a really good tight end. Um, I think they've got all the pieces. Um, but it's just going to come down to, is that offensive line going to be good enough? Can that defensive line create pressure? And can Petrus take that next step? Can can he be the Spencer Petrus of the last three games of the season as opposed to the first two? He's going to have to be. I think we mm-hmm. all agree with that. Um, Tom, Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. Will you be going? Yeah. Um, it's going to be at Lucas Oil, which is mm-hmm. going to be interesting. Um July 22nd, 23rd. So I'm going to head over, get those St. Elmo's reservations. Get now. them now. <laughs> get them now because it's going to be a tough t- table eventually. Oh, There's God. a lot of people there. Yes, it's so good. Tom, um, back to the schedule for just a second. We anticipated, and we, we talked about this, I'm sure, with you at one point last December when we had that, what did they call it, when they, the crossovers at the end. Um, we, we, we were robbed, COVID robbed us as it did so many people. Champions so many Week. families. Isn't that what they called it? What it was. Um, we were going to yeah. see Michigan and Iowa. And there was some talk that, boy, this is a good idea. I could see this, um, you know, coming back next year and then in the years to come. Was it even discussed, do you think? I don't think it. I don't think they even took a serious discussion about it. Mm. I just... I would have liked it. Me too. I think it's interesting. I just think it's kind of that it gives fans something to kind of get excited about later in the year. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that'd be fun if we, you know, Iowa, Iowa playing, uh, you know, Michigan. Yeah, that that'd be a fun game. But I think they want to just get back to those um, mm-hmm. uh, those traditional games that final weekend, and then have the one title game, and that's going to be it. And, and I I can't argue with that. If you're going to say, well, we're going to not have Michigan and Ohio State that last weekend in Iowa and Nebraska on Black Friday, instead we're going to do this kind of wild card game, I I, I would stick with tradition over that. Well, I remember watching the Rutgers-Nebraska game as, as bad as we thought it was going to be, and it wasn't a bad football game. I don't know. No. I, uh, more football is good for, yes, for, for both of us anyways. Well, more basketball is good for me, and you need players to do that. Recruiting is heating up in a big-time way. DeSante Bowen, point guard from out east, they've been on him for a long time. It's been a guy I know, Tom, we've talked about a lot. He has said his official visit to Iowa, but he's not alone. Kid from Utah, a top 30 player nationally, has said a visit to Iowa. They're getting involved with, it feels like a lot more prospects here. Fill us in on basketball recruiting Fran, it seems like he's doing a lot of leg work out there trying to trying to get the next group of Hawkeyes in there. That's the big thing, the big takeaway talking to some of these guys is just how involved Fran is because there's a lot of schools where the head coach is kind of the closer. He mm-hmm. comes in late, and it's uh, with, with Iowa, it seems like Fran is just managing the whole thing. And, um, he, you know, uh, Richard Isaacs is the kid you were talking about from Utah. Yeah. He's originally from uh, uh, Nevada, um, and he's going to a uh, really good prep school in, in Utah and uh, playing it, playing there uh, during the, the high school season. And he's going to come sometime in the middle of June. He has, doesn't really know exactly what date, but um, sometime in the middle of June. Bowen's coming early June. 
Um, got Kyle Filipowski, who's coming in uh, middle of June. Uh, Josh Dix, the kid from uh, Council Bluffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham Lincoln is coming in on an unofficial in middle of June. They're going to have a lot of guys in, and football is going to be even crazier. Um, it's just all these kids have not got to take visits places, and so everybody is just trying to get every kid on campus as soon as they can. Two-parter to finish up. Iowa baseball needs a sweep this weekend and probably a lot of help to get an NCAA tournament bid and maybe a future guy on the bump for them, Brody Breck. He's got a decision coming up next month. They called his game on Monday as he was pumping up in 96. You have a great interview up right now at HawkeyeReport.com. Fill us in a little bit also on Brody Breck and what he's looking like with the MLB draft coming up in July. Yeah, the Iowa baseball team, um, you know, they're going to look back and say, boy, it was the Northwestern Illinois series where if you, if you just win uh, two more games, uh, you're probably uh, punching your ticket to, uh, to get in the tournament. But, and, you know, provided they, they take care of business this weekend against Michigan State, and that's not guaranteed either. Brody Breck's going to be interesting because, you know, last year at the end of the year, he was throwing 98. Early in the year, he was throwing like 92, 93, and ended up at 98. So, you know, if he's pumping it up 98, 99 in the next month or so, MLB teams are just going to take a chance. I mean, as a big kid, physical, um, you know, I know Rick Heller would love to have him throw for him too, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, somebody will throw enough. It's going to take a bunch of bonus money, but somebody will throw uh, 1.5 at him or something and say, mm. here, take this. And because they save money on taking college guys that they can, they can give low bonuses to because the college guys don't have uh, the opportunities that, uh, High school kids do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We had Tommy Birch yesterday, who uh, uh, really in tune with this. He's hearing that major league teams are shying awake because they don't think that they can sign him. He think he's unsignable because he wants to go to Iowa. Uh, it's a yeah, lot of money. But so. the, I think if you throw enough zeros, yeah, I'm with one. you, Tom. You're preaching the choir mm-hmm. here. But um, yeah, yeah a tough decision. Uh, good, good to have that tough decision. If you're Brody Breck in the family, Tom, have a good long weekend. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom Kekert, HawkeyeReport.com. Um, 98, he thinks he can throw a hundo? He can. His, I think I've told you before, mechanically, he's not sharp. You know, he's not, you think of Mark Pryor, just how fundamentally mm-hmm. sound, you know, how tight everything was. Mm-hmm. That's not what you see with him. Brody is a little loosey-goosey, you know, things get out of whack, and but when he starts mowing him down, it is incredible. How to many watch. pitches did he, did he throw? Because he was out in the fourth, right? Did he get through four? Got through four, yeah. yeah. I would say probably 80s, 90s, probably mm-hmm. something in that range. And he did settle down after some walks early in the game, too. He'll be up there, though. And here's another thing with the 110 pitch limit now that there is at the high school level, when it gets to that state tournament, how important it is to be uh-huh. efficient with your pitches, how to get through not just the walks, but. Don't let a guy keep fouling it off or right. things like that. He is so much fun to watch. Ankeny is going to be really good. Urbandale's good. I saw Johnston. Baseball back again. And uh, we got a headliner with Brody Breck. You get that call, though, in July from a team and the money that would probably Ooh. take to give up football. What's, what's the family situation like? They're, they have money. Okay. You know, it, It's not dire need or anything okay. like that. They're certainly upper middle mm-hmm. class at the very least. So, yeah, it's nothing like that. And he'd give up football, and he loves football. 
that number is not just what you normally do for a pick, but it's also you're giving up a sport you love in order mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, tough decision. It is. Tough decision. Uh, let's do this. So we will take the first four callers right now at 284 5966. We do it every Friday. We give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some unbelievable barbecue from our friends at Claxons. We'll give you four games or props thrown in there as well. If you get the most right, you'll win a $35 gift certificate. The runner up gets 25 Again, you can only play once a month uh, if you regardless if you win or not it's a once a month contest uh, if you're getting a ring that means you're in stay right there trent condon will get to them two eight four five nine six six claxon's barbecue giveaway next on 1460 kx and Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at renter's warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renter's Warehouse guy, he lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renter's Warehouse guy lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renter's Warehouse guy, he sleeps. Sleep soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-4429. A business name is important? Sure. For one, it's how we connect with you, find you, and do business with you. But what's behind the name matters more. Roshan Corporation of Iowa is now Graphite Construction Group. We're building offices, retail centers, tenant improvements, schools, and more. But the most important thing we build? Our relationship with you. Let's get started on your construction project. Visit us at graphitegrp.com. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200 That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy, and if that team wins, you'll receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team that is still in contention. Bet 5 bucks. If that team wins, boom. Bang! $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40 to 1 odds on a basketball team of your choosing is to place a $5 bet on that team and for that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. That's promo code KXNO for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or Older Iowa only. New customers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Ten minutes before noon. Just real quick on the bias thing. Just one little nugget I forgot yeah. to mention. So Derek Shelton, the Pirates manager, mm-hmm. he took the blame for that. He took the blame, and I'm paraphrasing something along the lines, our guy has to know that. He needs to know the rule. That's on me. 
So somehow this first baseman made it to the major leagues and wasn't aware that if you step on first base, it's a force out. This is the first time apparently this has happened to poor Mr. Grace. Well, you know, the funny thing is pretty much Good any other God. level of baseball or softball, the runner's out. You can't retreat back. High school level, you can't retreat. Once you start going backwards uh. on your way to first base, you're automatically out. Major League Baseball is about the only spot where he could even do what Javi Baez did. I mean, just step on the plate. And Shelton took it. I mean, he fell on the sword for his guy. I... That's why the Twins stink now. Is because he's not he's the not bench there, coach. Right? Yeah. 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 That's the reason. All right, uh, Drew, Shane, Paul, and Dan, give this some thought. Here's the tiebreaker. Three NBA games tonight. Total points. Closest without going one. over. So math is going to be a part of the equation. <laughs> total points in three NFL, uh, NFL, NBA games. Once we get to that point, Drew is up first. Drew, welcome to Miller and Condon. How are you? Good morning, Kenny. I'm doing good. Good to talk to you, Drew. Uh, uh, Indy 500 winner, will his car be an odd or even number? It will be odd. Javi Baez, does he hit a home run this weekend? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Padres and Astros have a three-game set. Putting this one in because we know they're going to play because there's a roof. Who wins the three-game set? Give me the Padres. Padres for you. Who do you want tonight, Wild or the Golden Knights? I thought I thought the Knights were going to close it out in five, so I'm going to go back to the well one more time. <laughs> All uh, right, the Knights. Uh, Las Vegas for you. Uh, tiebreaker, Drew. Closest without going over. Total points in all three NBA games tonight. Six hundred and forty-five. It's six hundred and forty-five. Drew, you have a good weekend. Good to hear from you. Thanks. Thank Thanks, you. Kenny. You too. Uh, Shane is up next. Shane, welcome to Miller and Condon. How are you? I'm doing well. Plans for the weekend, Shane, or nothing? What got it going on? Oh, yeah, I think trying try to catch a night Cubs game this weekend. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, they're home. It's the Twins affiliates in town. All right, here we go, Shane. Indy 500, will the car be a, have an odd or even number, the winning car? Uh, even. Does Javi Baez hit a home run this weekend? Uh, no. Padres-Astros, three-game series. Who wins the series? Padres. Minnesota Wild, Las Vegas, Golden Knights, game seven tonight. Who wins? Uh, the night. NBA, three games. Total points in those three games tonight. Closest without going over, Shane. Uh, let's say uh, 633. 633. Shane, have a good weekend. Thank you. Yeah, you do. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Paul is next. Hi, Paul. Hello. Uh, Paul, the Indy 500, will the winning car have an odd or even number? You're talking the actual car number, not the grid position, correct? Talking the car number. Yeah, now you threw me for yeah, a loop. Let's go with an even. <laughs> even it is for you, okay? Uh, Javi Baez, the uh, the Cubs play the Reds, a three-game set. At least it's supposed to be three. Hopefully rain doesn't factor into it. But the question remains the same whether it doesn't or doesn't. Does Baez hit a home run? No. Padres-Astros, three-game series. Who will win it? I used to live in Houston. Astros. Astros for you. Wild Golden Knights, game seven tonight. Vegas. Vegas, uh, NBA, three games tonight, tiebreaker, total points in all three games, closest without going over. 630. 6.30. 6.30. Thank you, Paul. You have a good weekend. Thank you. you Appreciate too. it. Thanks. Yep. And uh, Dan is going to bring it to a close for another week. Hi, Dan. How are we doing? Good. Uh, Indy 500 winning car, odd or even number? Uh, even. Baez, does he hit a home run this weekend? He does. Uh, Astros host the Padres in a three-game series this weekend. Who will win? 
Astros. Uh, Wild Golden Knights, Game 7 tonight. Who do you like? Everybody else is taking Vegas, so I'm going to go with the Wild. Minnesota for you. Uh, here's the tiebreaker. If you're right, maybe you won't have to won't come into play because you're the only one on the Wild. But still, NBA total points, three games. Closest without going over. If there's ever a time to do it, it is this time. I'm taking one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're, you're, I love it. Condon, you made him very happy. Dan, you have a good weekend. Thank you. Good to talk to you. That's the way to start the weekend yeah, there. there the go. price is right going with the buck. <laughs> Thank you to Claxons. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Do you like anything tonight, tomorrow? I'm going to only watch the hockey game as a fan. I don't mm. want to have any betting tainting the way that I watch it tonight. I am just going to enjoy a Game 7 without, well, I'm not going to lie. I probably may, might be some live betting that ends up happening in it. Um, nothing that I love. You know, last night the NBA... I kind of liked a few things. I was wrong on everything there. I'm, I'm not seeing things real well. And you know, as a as a gambler, that's the time to sometimes just take mm-hmm. a little step back and yep, lick and your wounds. See it right there. There's you don't have to bet every day. I've it's taken me well. Let's see, about 23 years to finally figure that out. But look at me growing at 41 well, years. Remember of what age. Kenny White tells us when he joins us. They will play the national anthem somewhere tomorrow, right. Trent. I love that There'll line. There'll be plenty of opportunities for you. I'm I'm with you. Uh, sometimes you just, it's not going to be, in my case, my mom. I haven't hit one hockey bet in the contest right. I'm in. When I was in Vegas, I went over on on horse races. Didn't hit one, not a single one. That's, That's tough to do. Yes. Um, just It's just one of these bad roles that you're on. All right, Murph and Andy, you're coming up in an hour and four minutes. The Fanatics, I hear a rumor that you're sitting in with Chris, Yeah, at least do, for part of yeah, it. Yeah, going to do a segment or two, have some college football conversation with Chris. Well, Ross is off, so Chris and TC at least will be part of that today. That comes your way at 3 o'clock. Tomorrow morning, Saturday morning pregame, Zamora, Robertson, Miller. Have a great weekend. No local programming on Monday. Talk to you Tuesday, 1460, 106.3 FM.